Oprah Winfrey once said, don't worry about being successful, but work towards being significant and success will naturally follow. Hello everyone and welcome to Nerdy Optometrist, a podcast channel for all things optometry. And this is your host, Ukti Vora. Today we have a guest who everyone knows in the field of contact lenses, clearer lenses, and she definitely needs no introduction. But just to kind of make it my formality and I'm going to try my best to summarize her journey in my short introduction, which she'll continue talking about in her journey as we go ahead in this podcast. Today, I have a privilege to have Dr. Daddy Fidel to be part as a guest of my podcast. She's a contact lens designer, a pioneer of modern lens designs, and a specialist in contact lenses for irregular cornea, scleral lenses, myopia control, and orthokeratology. She speaks in five languages. Yes. So that's the reason she can comfortably be a global speaker and communicate with people in the language they are comfortable with. She studied her four-year optometry program in three years and also with honors. So we all know that the, uh, the, the expertise started quite early on as soon as she entered into the field of optometry. She has lectured and uh, she has published from the first year of optometry. I know many of us still struggle after completing even masters of optometry. She had a publication in the first year of her education. She has 20 years of experience in optometry and specialty contact lenses. She runs an optometric practice specializing in contact lenses in Italy, where she personally designs and fits special customized contact lenses. She is internationally recognized as a key opinion leader who has several peer-reviewed publications in the area of specialty contact lenses and is a speaker in national and international symposium. Dr. Daddy Fidel, along with Dr. Melissa Burnett, are authors of the Clinical Guide for Scleral Lens Success. She's also an author of the book, Scleral Lens Complication, Their Recognition, Etiology, and Management. She's the editor-in-chief of the Journal of Contact Lens Research and Science. She's certified and approved advanced speaker to conduct NCLE approved courses. She's the first certified iPrint practitioner outside the USA and Canada. Dr. Fadel is a fellow of Scleral Lens Education Society, British Contact Lens Association, and American Academy of Optometry. And she has a lot more other achievements, which I'm going to let her talk during my question answers during this podcast. So warm welcome and thank you so much for being the guest. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for the invite. Such a privilege for me to be a part of uh, this podcast. And thank you for your very kind words for in the introduction. So I've got to directly dive into my first question, which is my favorite question. As in, how did you bump into this career of optometry? The reason I use bump, because I've, I've heard many of them, they don't have optometry as their first choice. So I wanted to know, was this your dream as a childhood that you wanted to be an optometrist or you really bumped into this career and you fell in love with it? It wasn't a dream for me to become an optometrist. I decided to become optician when I was in Greece. I was doing my uh, my French school in Greece. And then when I was finishing my high school, I didn't know what to do. So as Lebanese, uh, I was expecting to go to France. And in France, uh, I had already my brother there. So my parents wanted to, um, for me to, to go there. At least I had someone uh, to, to share uh, my life, my, my journey with. 
So I didn't want to go to France. I didn't want anyone to to help me in um, in starting my new life. I wanted to be independent. So I choose. Um, I wanted to choose a, a country where I didn't know anyone. And uh, here I decided to come to Italy. Why optics? Well, um, also my parents wanted to uh, for me um, to study. Uh, politics because of my different languages, but I'm not a politic, uh, politician woman. I wanted to, to do something more scientific. Uh, and in that year, when I was finishing my high school, uh, I met a surgeon uh, who had his, uh, his brother who was in Italy and he was doing the, the optic studies and he told me that he was so happy with uh, this uh, with this uh, job with his uh, studies so that uh, i i decided to to do to do optics and then came to to rome to do that but when i was studying optics i felt that something was missing a lot of things were missing above the measurement of um, of the eye and contact lenses and then i i discovered optometry i didn't even know that um, that uh, uh, optometry uh, exists. So then I discovered optometry, and I wanted to uh, to deepen my knowledge. And I started my studies in optometry. And the more deeper in optometry, and the more my passion increased. So also here, the school of, of optometry, I didn't feel that it delivered me enough knowledge. So I started to study or by, by my own to do research to uh, study on other books or uh, to um, to study new uh, new articles and uh, new research and uh, uh, and I had I I increased my passion in contact lenses specialty contact lenses so um, uh, generally what is challenging it attracts me so specialty contact lenses definitely challenging and I wanted to challenge myself and uh, there I started with the specialty contact lenses. And the passion did not did not end. It's getting deeper and deeper and greater. Wonderful. I have to say, like, when you just said you wanted to go and be in a country where you had no connections, like, you know, where you wanted to start fresh at that young age is itself a very brave and a bold decision, I have to say. Because usually I can speak about myself and, like, you know, an Indian culture. We prefer to go to a place, just like your parents said, right? Like, go to a place where you have family, friends, where you just want to kind of be in this same comfort zone but you wanted to break free even at that stage so that is very inspirational I I, I was like amazed by that one sentence I have and then settling in uh, Rome and then even though you were being taught you felt it wasn't good enough and that's where you started your own studying and own uh, learning that is phenomenal now when you talk about like you know you discovered this very early on that you like specialty contact lenses correct I mean not not many people know like when I was doing my bachelor's or master's I today I like contact lenses tomorrow I like binocular vision then I like low vision right you know it just keeps changing what was something that which helped you settle down that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life and I want to study deep into this how did you come to that conclusion? 
Well, yes, as 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 you said already, uh, it's all about comfort zone. So I don't like to be in comfort zone. I want to challenge always my myself. And I thought that specialty contact lenses is always challenging with every eye, not even every patient. Every eye is different. And even if you think you are expert, you will never be enough expert in these lenses because they are very challenging. My passion more important to when uh, patients receive these lenses and their reaction. When you see that you are uh, making uh, doing your job and your job is changing these patients' life, uh, I don't know. It doesn't have any any other explanation. So you are changing patients' life, and that's why the satisfaction that seeing patients crying after putting their lenses doesn't have any cost or any 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 word only, only self-satisfaction absolutely absolutely i have to say this i i really like what you mentioned in your answer one of course we all are in the field of optometry to give the best to the patient and have that provide the best patient care which we are able to do with our services. But when you, when you mentioned, right, like, you know, there is never enough, you are never an expert in a topic. Though you have written books, you have, you are actually customizing these contact lenses. You have designed modern lenses. You're doing this day and out, in and out. Many people doing, I would say even one fourth of it would feel they are an expert, but you know the depth and the complication that, is involved and you say oh you're never an expert it's okay to say I don't know this and learn every day I think that is phenomenal uh, learning learning that I I did take from that answer that if you say I'm not an expert I don't know where we would start (laughs) you're not never you're you'll never be enough expert in anything you need to study always study, always learning to get new things. And the more I know, the more I I notice how many things I still need to study. So it's it's never ending. No, it's never ending because it's always increasing. Wonderful, wonderful. That's that's a very, very important message that I, I would like to kind of keep with me. Uh, when we're talking about, you know, you are able to speak five languages. And, you know, you are an international speaker. Sometimes people do feel that whatever I have studied, for example, whatever I learned in optometry in India would be very different, say, in United States, because the rules are different. The scope of practice is different, so on and so forth. But you are a global speaker. So when you are speaking in these various languages in various countries, how do you make your content relevant to them? Do you have any thought process how do you make that relatable to their practice well i speak in general what i do i i i i don't think that i have to pretend to know everyone uh, approach so i give all the approach and everyone make him uh, put in practice their or their proper approach. I don't think that we can uh, have different uh, um, different ideas on what's going on in each country because optometry is so 
different in many uh, in many areas of um, of the world so it's very 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 difficult to put uh, a lecture and um, for one country and to uh, make it different to another so the best thing uh, in my opinion to to have a general uh, view and to put all the approaches uh, together and to discuss also with um, with um, with attendees what are their their main interests in um, in the question uh, in the question part so here where we right. can go deeper in their interest after having seen all the other uh, all the other approaches as well because i think that uh, some uh, i cannot put in practice some approaches i need to know them i need to get um, right. to, to to know how to do it even if i don't uh, i cannot do it in my practice because the law in italy is different than maybe in us or another country yeah so i think this is wonderful especially for majority of my listeners as students and like you know upcoming optometrists i feel w- what happens when your time is if i say for example i don't have this particular contact lenses available in india right or in us i i've seen people who are not even interested to learn about it like oh i'm not going to use it i don't have it in my country how does it matter but knowing and having that information will help you find solutions or even like give patients an option that these are solutions available say outside india or out in a different country where they will be able to kind of go out and get if you cannot provide them so i feel you you have mentioned very important point that even though you cannot practice it learn about it you never know when that will come handy of course you need to know about that it opens your mind also as you said you can uh, it opens um, different uh, different solution that you can um, choose for your patients indeed right and you can become and you can bring the technology in your country like you have done right you are the first person who has the certification outside us and canada yes it stimulates you to 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 get it in your country if the law allows it as clear lenses clear lenses in Italy yes. and in europe wasn't very um, recognized uh, also we could do it by the law uh, and i i went to the us i discovered uh, the um, the all the benefits of clear lenses and i told myself okay so why don't we have this approach this uh, easy approach because we have clear lenses but we have we we saw it as a last a choice to do with our patients um the us the approach was different so i brought this approach this easier approach uh, approach in in it and uh, then the spread yep and the benefit the uh, the benefits are gained by that the by our patients so it's important to get these technology for our patient they need them so let's let's give them what they need absolutely absolutely i think that that is a phenomenal uh, message that you said like you know how you started something in italy and now it is a normal practice and people have learned from a different country which was there but we didn't know that it could be implemented in a certain way now when you are giving these talks around the world what according to you have been your major learnings like you know something that you look forward to or something that you have learned by these international exposures 
Oh, so many things. Every time I uh, I participate to to a meeting, also virtually, I learn so much. And every time I think, oh, this is great. If this is my best learning, so there's not one best learning. Every time I see, wow, this is amazing. So maybe knowing more deeper the technology, that the benefit that technology may give us, this is great to customize clear lenses because. Uh, you think that you are customizing just changing two parameters and you think that, okay, so I customize my square lens and my contact lenses. Uh, this is not customizing. Customizing is getting deeper and uh, the technology allows you to, to do that. So yes, maybe that my discovery of technology, my best learning. Wonderful. Yes, I agree with like uh, what you learn from uh, things available internationally will amaze you that it could be one simple thing which you can easily implement or bring it to your country which you were not aware or you just see that this is where the technology is growing so you start preparing yourself that this is the change coming in the field of say scleral lenses or speciality contact lenses for sure uh, now you have not just doing not just been part of your practice or you know making contact lenses you have written book you have published tons of peer-reviewed papers. You are a co-founder and president of Euro and Austral Asia Scleral Lens Academy. You are a council of the International Society of Contact Lens Specialities. You are a global ambassador for BCLA. And the list goes on and on and on. So how do you manage so many roles with so much amount of time that you have? Like we all have same amount of time and I don't think anyone will have like, you know, 10 list of organizations they are associated with. So how do you manage that? Well, this is a great question. I don't know how I do. <laughs> I, I speak very, very little. I, I work a lot with my practice because also my practice takes me a lot of time. But you know, when you are passionate to something, you find time to do that. You, I don't know how, how you find it, but you, you can manage your time and you find enough time to do all these things and uh, because you want to you you indeed want to complete all your um, your commitments to every uh, to every role that you um, that uh, that you have so just divi- dividing my time into all uh, all these roles for example in one week uh, you dedicate more time to one another week to another uh, and with the, with the family as men, exactly as uh, men organize their time. So sometimes you dedicate more time to your family, some other to your job. Uh, yes, it's dividing your time, not doing all the, uh, the okay. things uh, at the same time. So you divide it. So your mantra is divide and conquer. So you divide your time in order to conquer all that you have achieved so far. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. So I wanted to know when you're doing so many things, right? I know you're passionate about contact lenses, about speciality lenses, but how do you constantly stay motivated? Do you have moments where you're like, oh my God, this is too much. I want to give up. Or like, how do you always stay motivated? Oh, I don't give up. My patients know that, that I, I will definitely find a solution for them. And now I have a very challenging patient I'm, uh, I'm working with. Uh, it's not from Italy. It came, uh, she came from another uh, country. It's very challenging. And I am working on solving her problem. I don't give up. I, I don't tell her, okay, it's not my, 
my field, I can do more. I know that there is something more to do and I do all my best to get her the best vision I can with the best comfort maintaining uh, ocular health. Never give up, no. That, that's imp- inspirational because sometimes, you know, you start some project, uh, you're helping a patient, you are very motivated to begin with, but then you end up giving up too soon just because you don't want to research too much, you're not dedicated enough or, or for whatever reason, you just feel it is too challenging for you. But I really liked your approach that you never give up. Whatever it is, if you take a project, make sure you, you do it till the end. Now, I also yes. wanted to highlight one of your achievements are, you, are your books, the books that you have written so far. I wanted to know what was your thought process behind one writing a book and how do you, how was that process? How was the book writing process? If you can elaborate in brief for my listeners. Well, writing books and articles come from my need to to share my knowledge. So I think that I don't know enough if I don't share my knowledge. Everyone needs to to know what you are doing so patients may benefit from from this knowledge. Knowledge, I think, should be uh, global and not individual. Right. Uh, so the, uh, managing the complication of sclerosis is very important because um, many practitioners are still intimidated by sclerosis, not only mm-hmm. by the rigid, large rigid lens, which it intimidates practitioners and also practitioners, but also um, practitioners think, okay, so I will fit it, but how can I manage um, complications if I encounter them and you will encounter uh, complications every time you will encounter complications or issues not the not the truly uh, complications so um, I learned from my errors I didn't have anyone to, um, to, who taught me uh, how to fit skill lenses or how to manage their skill lenses I took all my notes all uh, for every um, I had to manage, I took notes, so I used all these notes. Also, I did the many research in the, um, the literature, and I put them all together for me to remember how to uh, manage this kind of complication to recognize it, because before uh, treating it, you have to recognize it and to know what is causing this complication, so how to manage it. And I thought, okay, so why not to share this knowledge with other people, with our other colleagues? And then I decided to put all this uh, in one, one book and the book came out. That's, that's wonderful. I loved how you said your journey started by just documenting things for yourself. It was your documentation, which was done over a period of time, which yes. was your research and that turned into a book. I think that's a fantastic idea for anyone who is making their own notes, who are learning from different literature. If you come across or if you develop something which is not available, might as well publish it and share it with people because everyone wants to learn. So why why not share whatever you have learned? I think that was a fantastic idea. How much time did you take to write that book? I'm I'm just curious. Four years. Four years? That's phenomenal. Like is is amazing. <laughs> awesome. So we did talk a lot about your journey, about your mm-hmm. uh, about what the work you have done. Now I want us to dive into a fun section. Uh, a fun segment which I call rapid fire 
a simple rule is i'll ask you question whatever is the fastest answer that comes in your mind that's what you have to tell me okay it's going to be less optometry or i care it's more about yourself okay so it's just yeah. a fun rapid fire just to kind of have a little more fun side to this uh, session so are you all set okay yes i'm ready awesome if you were not an optometrist which other profession do you see yourself in surgeon surgeon uh, any specific specialty that you would be interested in well um maybe yes a cardiology maybe cardiology wonderful all right uh which is your favorite destination anywhere you have been or you you wish to go awesome tibet tibet oh nice wonderful now rank in the order of your preference what do you like to do the most teaching or like giving lectures doing research and writing papers or working in your practice what according to you is your like rank in the order of your preference doing research definitely uh, teaching and my practice okay awesome awesome a hobby or something that you like to do apart from optometry or like contact lenses what do you do during your downtime Well, yes, I do jogging. Uh, I love dancing. Well, this is my first uh, hobby, dance. Oh, nice. Uh, and yes, sports generally, or jogging or other things. Doesn't matter what, but uh, mainly dancing. Do you prefer any dance style that you really enjoy the most? Oh, whatever it is. <laughs> you put the music and I dance it. <laughs> that's wonderful i didn't know this side of you doctor so i'm sure like many, for many people they have just heard you giving scleral lens lens lectures but now they know you enjoy dancing as well so that's awesome oh yeah <laughs> perfect if you had or if you could interview someone dead or alive which guest would you like to interview um kamala harris ah and do you have any question in mind No, I would like to uh, yes, to give suggestion how how to behave, how to to become what what she is because she is very inspirational. She is. She definitely definitely is 100% loved it. If we were to write an autobiography about your journey, if we were to write a book about your journey, what would you like the title to be? Challenging myself. wonderful loved it and if you were able to add or remove something from an optometry curriculum what would that be mm. to add something maybe more psychology mm-hmm. because vision is also psychology and it's not enough uh, treated in our uh, in our field yes wonderful yeah i i agree 100% all right with that we do end our rapid fire session i hope it was fun and not too much pressure for you no absolutely it was so much fun thank you <laughs> all right but i did love the fact that you love dancing so i'm going to make sure next time we meet whenever wherever we have to do a session of dancing for oh, sure definitely yes With that I just want to ask you one last question before we end this episode if you were if you could give us like a final take away message what would that be uh be resilient be insistent don't give up and try your best to and to do what you would like to do 
this episode has been truly inspirational i really would like to thank you for your time and all that amazing learnings uh, lessons that you have given throughout the episode thank you once again for your time and uh, it was a pleasure talking to you oh thank you so much for including me it was so much fun different than other uh, podcasts so thank you very much so wonderful thank you pleasure thank you Oh, 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 oh,